Hey, Freakles, Madison here, coming at you before the show, just to give you a heads up that if you listened to the episode last week, we totally said we were going to do the craft uh, for this week's episode to keep on our October spooky swing. Um, But a few days after that, we realized that the new uh, craft movie, Craft a New Legacy, I think that's what it's called. Or maybe that's the Space Jam movie. I don't remember. Um, But anyway, uh, we realized that that is actually a remake, but also a direct sequel to the Craft movie. And per our bylaws and podcast law, we cannot do that because... The Craft technically already has a sequel. So this week we decided to do Mummy, The Mummy 2017, uh, the one starring Tom Cruise, Annabelle Wallace, uh, who else is here? Russell Crowe and that guy from New Girl, Jake Johnson. That guy. Yeah, so um, no Craft. I'm sorry. Uh, But... I think you'll still find there's still some magic in this episode. All right. Bye. Enjoy the episode. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel of my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? What could have been, Mike? What could have been? Uh, what could have been? What could have been? Uh, I mean, I ultimately, we already did a monster, the dark universe. I know. It's just... I'll, I'll admit it, okay? When Russell Crowe mm. revealed that he was actually Dr. Jekyll... Oh, you didn't know going in? I did not know going in. I okay. did not know going in. And I thought it was... I don't know. It was a good twist. I didn't know. I didn't see that coming at all. Which um, is odd because that strikes me very much as the call me Ishmael bit from League mm. of Extraordinary Gentlemen that you famously said, fuck you, at the TV when you saw it. Yeah, it's, I don't know, like, it got me hyped for, like, whatever they had planned next. And, like, once they introduced yeah. the 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 monster organization, like, this organization, it seems like something we would make. Like, I don't know, like... Now, I I think most of the movie isn't that great, but like the whole oh, Russell Crowe, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde run like running the monster like uh, investigator like thing and being the sort of Nick Fury of the, the whole whole organization. God, like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like something we would make, honestly. Um, but I, and, I, and I like that fight. I liked his like transformation to like, mm-hmm. um, which isn't just like it wasn't he didn't like grow big like in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or anything, but it just was like a personality switch that I thought was like subtle but like well done. I don't know. Russell Crowe did a good job in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Russell Crowe as Mr. Hyde was one of the few things that I think was worked in this movie. Yes. Nearly everything else didn't. I mean, mm. the first. 30 minutes were an uncharted game like yes yes <laughs> i will say i had a lot of fun um as they were descending into that crypt or whatever where Aminette was being kept all of those faces with their mouths open jackson i just kept going like, screaming every time they showed one of them just, oh my that God. made me laugh it yeah the beginning of this movie is it, it takes so long for the setup for like the movie part mm-hmm. to actually or like for the plot to happen like i don't know like well, 
And then once it is happening, it's not that interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like- no, because they spent all the time they should have spent digging into the, like the interesting world they built, showing us all the backstory of the mummy in detail and then showing it to us again at half speed or tell you know whatever double speed later like we know like if you're going to show uh man of steel to this another movie with russell crowe where we spent like 30 minutes at the beginning of the movie watching the explosion of krypton and superman being sent to earth and then about halfway through the movie russell crowe just tells superman that whole story again and we don't cut away and do something else we watch him tell the whole story again yep. exactly yeah i just like i don't know like it i felt sad a little bit (laughs) i felt sad a little because i actually think the villain in this the mummy um Mm -hmm. uh amatep right is that yeah amanet but yeah amanet amanet great villain great villain i thought i thought good setup like good like I don't know like it made me sad that like she was dead at the end of the movie like or that Mm -hmm. like she lost I guess or whatever like it because whatever they were setting up for the dark universe with this because prequels if you don't know this was supposed to be the first in well I guess technically Dracula was supposed to be the first and then they Mm -hmm. restarted it with this movie like they decided oh yeah Dracula Untold is not the starter of our dark universe this one is then this one bombed heavily um but when uh but so they they disregarded the dark universe but then when the invisible uh the invisible woman um Mm -hmm. or invisible man the well, if it's the Kate Moss one, not Kate Moss. If it's the Elizabeth Moss one, it's the Invisible Man. Yeah, the when the Invisible Man was very successful and people like that, they were like, "Oh no, we are actually doing it. We're gonna start doing it again." So it is still in production. Like the Dark Universe may happen, or it does. <sighs> like it's in this like nebulous place of like, well, if the next movie does, does I think it needs to have two well. like box office successes for it to actually like solidly happen um because they're gonna they wanted to make a bright a frankenstein movie um Mm -hmm. which they apparently are going to maybe um they're also trying to make a renfield movie that is going to be the wolfman all right okay sure uh well if you anyone here listening is interested in how that dark universe could have gone Definitely check out episode 98 of our podcast, Dracula, Colon, Monster Mash, where we oh, took yeah. Dracula and told and went ahead and did the thing. Yeah. Uh, well, it made, it made me think of like, okay, if this is part of our E-universe or whatever, mm-hmm. um, then the Russell Crowe character is like, I just imagine like, I don't know, I have some ideas and I won't, I won't feed you. Sure and to think but like if the thing andy's character from my avengers ends up mm-hmm. in the russell crowe prison like or whatever that's what i was thinking when i was watching this didn't he die he did not die he did not die oh, they no, kept okay um andy at the end of it um was uh surrounded <laughs> did by anyone die in your movie other than hannibal no okay cool good stakes yeah uh no um i'm not i'm not ruling it out that that he comes in i don't know if i'm going to commit to planting my flag on the hill of we're yeah, definitely sure, going to sure, lean sure, back sure, into sure. andy daly's the thing character yeah but um yeah i don't know. i was baffled at how boring this movie was like i i knew it was going to be bad because of course it was going to be bad but like I thought it would at least be like action packed or like they do some interesting things and they sort of did half of both of those. Mm-hmm. That was the end of my critique. I, it was just very boring. Jake Johnson was a 10 out of 10. He was very funny in this. Yeah. Uh, very good. But very good. Um, I just, him standing there enthralled by the spider bite, just gently cutting the straps on that sarcophagus quietly was deeply funny to me. Uh-huh. Because there was no urgency in him cutting that. He was just like, like quietly, slowly sawing away. 
Well, his like dead cursed character was good too. I liked it in the when he was in the bar, like showing up yeah. to uh, Nick, and he's just like, "Talk to me in the bathroom. Go over there. Go over there." While he's just like looking like a zombie, and nobody else can see him. Just really good. Um, yeah. Well, I also love the mirror thing where he was talking to him through the mirror, and then mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Tom Cruise walked around to that side of the mirror, and he was now on the other side. Yeah. And I think that speaks to, like, I don't know, the tone shifts in this movie back and forth. Like, at times it's trying to be sort of funny, and other times it's yeah. being really dark and serious. And it's just kind of a whiplash. And something that I want to bring up, and I read this a little bit um, when I was looking at the wiki for this movie, is that I think a big problem with this movie... Um, like or just why it seems a little weird is tom cruise is still trying to play the sort of like hot shot young guy right yeah it's really weird like he looked old in this movie like i've watched all the mission impossibles and even though that came out around this time he did not look this old yeah he's he's kind of he's playing like Tom Cruise is about almost 60 years old at this point, and he's playing this character like they're like a like a 28 year old. Right. You know, like like he's like some hot shot army dude or whatever, like and it just doesn't it just doesn't jive, I guess, like or just it's just a weird, weird energy. And it doesn't he, he it wasn't his best role whatsoever. It was kind of sad in some ways, but. Well, his his thetans are twenties, they're twenty something, so that's why yeah, he yeah. has the ability to Xenu has allowed him to continue to play twenty year olds. Yeah, exactly. Um before we move on to bits, what did you think of the quote unquote mummy costume at the end of the movie? The mummy costume when she was in like the raps and stuff? No, no. Tom Cruise's mummy costume at the end of the movie where he and Jake Johnson are back in Egypt. Oh. And he's got these just thick, like bandaged hands kind of thing. Like these like this very like urban two thousand mummy look. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was Yeah. I just went, sure. Yeah, why not? The whole time just like out loud, like, sure. Okay. Yeah. It just looked yeah. very silly. I was very excited. I thought that whole ending bit was silly. Like, cool that like they were I, I thought like the running through the desert with a huge sandstorm behind them like he's like some Mm -hmm. sort of like desert headless horseman kind of guy (laughs) like i thought that was pretty cool right like um but like i don't know with uh nick johnson's character being like it was basically like they had like five minutes of footage left or something or like 30 seconds Uh, they're like okay say your lines really fast Uh, but nick johnson's like line is like yeah thanks for bringing me back from the dead or whatever um, but what are we doing here? And then uh, Tom Cruise is like, "Let's have an adventure." And then they ride off on their horses. Like it, it's it was also like very funny to me. Go ahead, sorry. No, it just it just played off to me like they had like no time left to like in the like like they were packing the buses up. It's just like, can we film this part real fast? Then we all can go home. Um, but no time to die. No time here to die in theaters as we're recording this. Um, it is funny to me, and I only bring this up because you called him Nick Johnson, and it's Jake Johnson who plays Nick Miller. Oh, that's funny. Girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, this was bad and boring, and it should have been one or the other, I think. Mm-hmm. They just needed to settle on a tone, and if it was going to be action or if it was going to be like lore heavy. Yeah. I thought it was just fine. Like, I don't think it was as bad as like i think or like because i read like when i was looking at the wiki it was like panned and like everything i don't i don't think it was like an insult to cinema or anything like that it's just it's just just dull it's just fine like that's that's all it was well it may surprise you learn other people had opinions about it uh there's a uh 
bat infestation in the tomato patch, so I wasn't able to get any tomatoes this week. But, oh, it's fine. It'll pass. Um, But I do have some letterbox reviews here. Our first one comes from Elizabeth with a half moon uh, emoji after it. Give this a half a star. I don't know about y'all, but I was really rooting for Aminette. Every time she punched Tom Cruise was gay culture at work. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I was rooting for her too. <laughs> like I like mainly. I mean, the main characters of this movie, uh, Nick and Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer. Yeah, they are very dull characters. It's funny because he's cursed and has no idea what's happening, which makes sense. So he's just kind of following the people who do have an idea, and she's just not giving any mm-hmm. information until it's like, oh yeah, we are going to kill him. By the way, she's like, no, we shouldn't do that, and then. He, they run away and nothing continues to happen with exactly that like exactly like it's it, her jennifer the character of jennifer is really weird because she is like a part of this monster hunter organization but seemingly knows nothing about it right <laughs> like doesn't know but everyone else does russell crowe knows what's going on uh so does all the army guys that work for him like but she's like baffled it's possible she spends more time maybe, in the field than at maybe the maybe but like but. she it's like what do you mean you're gonna kill him it's like oh yeah i mean he has evil like what do you mean you're gonna kill her oh yeah this is what we do for the job this is the job like we've we've done this before like it's just like they walk through a whole room full of like skeletons in yeah. jars and like dismembered monster parts in jars and she's like you're gonna kill him yeah what? and apparently there's an easter egg that this one in one of the jars was a swamp thing like and um mm-hmm. which was gonna be a hint at another movie well i mean there's a skull with vampire mm-hmm. fangs in one of them yeah well and she also hits the one army guy with the book of the dead from the brendan fraser movie yes, which is like brendan a little fraser. wink um and just yeah well uh our next review comes from jay at lff who has a pro rating two stars if sophia patella wanted to destroy humanity i'd be like same the fuck same tf i assumed the fuck and great with her or greet her with open yep. arms that was probably fine until i stumbled it's my cool. way through it uh, that seemed to I completely be. agree. She was a vibe in this entire film, and I, like I said, I was cheering for her. Our last review comes from Ryland, California. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know the name until I just read it on. Ryland, California, who gave this a pro, who has a pro rating, who gave this one star. It's a good thing I had to pee for seventy five percent of this because at least I got to feel oh my something. God. That's review. real. <laughs> That's a yeah. No, uh, anyway. no emotion. Like I wasn't worried for anybody. Yeah like at all like one because he he is a very unlikable character like like engine mm-hmm. they set him up to be like one a person who steals relics from other countries um yeah. and so is she right <laughs> so like just yeah she, but she she's a she's an archaeologist so who does it fine. for the government right you know like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. like so yeah, it's so fine. it's fine. And then and he's also playing and like I said, Tom Cruise playing that like hotshot young army guy character when he like who it who gets his friend killed. Uh yeah, it's it's a wild film. Uh I don't think in good conscience I can recommend no. it, but I don't I don't think it's like a slap in the face of cinema. Yeah. Maybe watch it on watch- I'm more just angry that it was mediocre. Yeah. Like No, no, go you go ahead. I more and more this last year, especially I've just gotten more angry at movies where it's like, it's fine. If like the mummy twice, I mean like, it's probably going to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's a big blockbuster all based off the mummy with Tom Cruise. Like it's probably not gonna be good. So just go for it. Like so many of the movies we've watched in the last like 20 episodes of this show, it's been like, this movie would have been so mm-hmm. fun. And I probably would have loved your movie. Even if it was bad, if you had just taken a swing, yeah. But you fucking couched your bets and you made half of a thing and half of a different thing and pushed them together and it sucked. And I'm like, no, if you had just gone for it, at least it would have been wild. Like, I'm trying to think, what was the thing we watched recently where it was a remake? And I was like, just take a while, like, go for it. Swing for the fences. Like, who cares? Um, if it, everyone's going to hate it anyway because it's a remake. So just do Gatsby, it. Gatsby, like, maybe? 
or um, no, it was before. It's fine. It's I'll look it up. You had a point you were going to make. I can look it up while you're talking about that. But um, I just this was one of those where it was more. I was mad that it was boring. Yeah. Like it's not a sub in the face of cinema. I am angry at it because I was like, at least you could you could have just gone for anything. Mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes is one that we that talked was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last Airbender is another. Like films where it's like you have to know going in. There's no way you're gonna make anybody yeah. happy. So just do a th- like do your thing. Like make it take huge swings. They're gonna hate it anyway. So you can at least be like, well, they were gonna hate it anyway. So it's not it's fine. Or but this again was just like very. Dull. Or do things that are entertaining that may not be good story wise, but just be good. Like all the action scenes in this movie are yeah. super boring. Like I think like they were trying to make a big. Mm-hmm deal about the helicopter or the the airplane falling out of the sky scene which you mm-hmm. could tell that that was like um done on in some sort of tumbling thing or like maybe like a the mm-hmm. um the nasa training thing you know where like people go up to feel a- anti-gravity or whatever or you know um but mm-hmm. i've seen that done before you know like you know like inception did it it. better yeah Yeah. like and that was done years before this movie i guess i think that's a 2009 film um something like that yeah yeah and i don't know like i i think it just like we've been we've seen a lot of things like this before like or a lot of these action scenes before and none of them have been like super impressive Mm -hmm. i don't know in the last 20 movies that we've done, my favorite has probably been Stick It, right? Because <laughs> right? Because sure. it's like one, it is a, it is its vibe completely, is of its time, has a great soundtrack, character memorable characters. I've thought about that movie multiple times since like and I've talked about it with people, been like and I've been like, have you ever seen Stick It before? It's great. <laughs> I just a film I can forgive forgive a film being bad because there's so many hands in the yeah. kitchen on it, like that I I can forgive a movie being bad. It cannot be forgiven for being yeah. boring. Yeah, absolutely. Like if it's a blockbuster, I get if you're doing like a small drama, then it's like okay, it's possible this could be boring if that's not your thing or any there are any number of ways that sure. a drama like that. This is a blockbuster action movie. How is it boring? Mm-hmm. I we've talked about this for too long. Do you have I any do. bits? This the carnival of bits rolling. It, it is. It is. It is. And what's that right over there? Brand new bit. It's a brand new bit. It's a brand new bit. What's that? It looks like over. What's the, what's that sign say? Madison's math game. Uh, oh my god! Uh, it looks like uh, the sign says Madison math math facts, but painted over the word facts is the word game okay. in red paint. So new game is also in quotation yeah, marks. Yeah, exactly. New game. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome to Madison's math game. Um, for uh okay. h- historic <laughs> listeners of this show, uh, for longtime listeners, um. People might remember Madison's Math Facts, which um, originally was me sharing number-based trivia that was in relation to the movie we were doing this week. Well, it started out as math trivia, and then you transitioned into trivia about the movies we watched that have numbers involved. Um, And then then you committed a more heinous crime. And then I transitioned (laughs) from that to having math stand for being an, uh, an anagram for madison's amazing tidbits of heedfulness so then it's just like general movie movie trivia so it's not that special anymore um but now this this fifth version of this bit is now a game (laughs) madison's math 5.0 exactly where i have some questions for you um they're trivia questions about this movie um, mm-hmm. that I was able to put together um, uh, about Mummy 2017. Um, and gotcha. um, I have one, two, three, four questions um, if you get the majority. Um, three. So three. Um, 
then okay. I will. I should have done five because it's possible there would be a tie. Um, and then I'll uh, come up with some tiebreaker question or tiebreaker. Um, gotcha. Good. Can't wait for you to make up a trivia question on yeah, the yeah. fly. Or maybe a challenge, maybe a physical challenge. Uh, <laughs> of course. I'll come up with some sort of physical challenge. Uh, <laughs> I got to hope for a tie now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Question number one. In the revelatory fight between Hyde and Nick, Hyde references that Nick is a younger man than him. In real life, Tom Cruise is actually older than Russell Crowe. Hmm. How many years older is he than Russell Crowe? Can't be that much. Like, the idea is Russell Crowe looks much older. But it can't be that much because Russell Crowe is still not old, but I'll say three. Three? Yeah. It is two. Very (sighs) close. Very close. Very close. Oh, I do have a hint. Uh, If you want a hint for these questions, I do have some hints. Um, But you seem like you were on the right. My hint for that was it was within five years. So, which I would, that was my guess yeah. anyway. I almost said five, but I cut yeah. it down. Question number two Tom Cruise personally recommended Annabella Wallace for the film after seeing her character Grace Shelby in what Netflix original series? Well, it has to have to do with math and numbers, it does not have to do with numbers. Oh, okay. Um, fuck, I don't know. Give me a hint. Bad haircut. Uh, cool. Um, the crown. Final answer? Yes. It's Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Tom Shelby is the main character played by Cillian Murphy. Grace Shelby is his eventual wife. Spoilers. Um... I said bare, bad haircut because um, my uh, hairdresser uh, uh, mentioned to me one time that some people uh, <laughs> that after that okay. sh- after it. that show came out, a lot of people, a lot of guys came in. <laughs> Do you know the haircut I'm talking about? Yeah, I just it just feel a little bit like a cheat that your hint is based off of something your hairdresser told you. Yeah, but. Apparently, after that show came out, a lot of people came in asking for that haircut. And they're like, are you sure? Um, And they were like, yes. Um, And they ended up not liking it because it looks kind of dumb against a modern modern background. Uh, My clue is mustard. That's because my dad and I were talking about this show yesterday and he had a mustard stain on his shirt. (laughs) All right. Next one. What's yeah, the next yeah. question? I mean, it's, it's going to be a tie. If I, if I get these two right, we're... In the film, the god Set is referred to as the god of death. In actual mythology, Set was the god of chaos and violence, not death. What was the actual god of death in Egyptian mythology? It's Anubis, right? I don't know. Yes, final answer. Incorrect. Yeah, locked in. It is okay. Osiris. Well, Death. I choose not to answer the fourth question as I can't sure? win. It involves numbers. I was mostly cheating. Oh, good. Okay, yes. Yeah, so well, then I must. <laughs> I have to answer. It's a math question. Yeah. Uh, and the contracts we signed when we started this show. So it is a famous Hollywood uh, factoid that um, Tom Cruise is shorter than people than he's ever portrayed mm-hmm. in films so i ask you mike who is who is taller that was in this film tom cruise who's the tallest that's what i'm saying that's what i'm asking gotcha tom cruise sophia Batella, annabelle wallace or jake johnson jake johnson jake johnson yeah. Final answer. You got yes. one right. 
Jake Johnson is taller. Hey. Russell Crowe was the tallest, being six foot. Jake Johnson is 5'10". Uh, Tom Cruise and Annabelle Wallace are 5'7". Hmm. Sophia Botello is 5'5". Five five. Yeah, she's in Kingsman, and she was not short in that movie, but not as tall as most of the rest of the cast, so... I assumed it wasn't her. And Jake Johnson, I was pretty sure from just remembering the movie, was taller than um, Jenny. It was as tall as Tom Cruise. Yeah. So. The way- I got one. More questions like that and not stuff your hairdresser tells you. I, it, the question wasn't, what What did my hairdresser <laughs> tell me one time about the show Peaky Blinders? It was, it was, was. was that was the, oh, the kid, the hint was based off of the, the, yeah. the question was, who was was Annabelle Wallace played Grace Shelby in what film in what show? That was the question. Um, maybe bad hint, not bad question. Fair, I'll allow it. Well, then our thirty minutes starts now. So, what do you have for this? Because, like I said, I wrote down like the Prodigium or the Dagger of Set, or I wrote down like things that could mm-hmm. be that could come back that we could structure something around, but not like an idea. Yeah. Well, they kind of like left off with him trying to find a way to break the curse, but they didn't give us any hints at what that might be. Right. So that is something to go off of. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Like if we wanted to do like a serious take, I think the most interesting story is the continued adventures of Russell Crowe and the Monster Hunters or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And maybe they rope Tom Cruise in again on some adventure. Um, So my idea was like, the basis is that there's a new monster coming about that they need to somehow Mm -hmm. find. um, And it involves the concept of death or bringing someone back to life or something like that to solve the mystery of this like monster Mm -hmm. right or to to solve the mystery of how to defeat this monster so dracula zombies um well the question is is this part of the ecu with monster mash I'll let you decide. Well, and I yeah, I'll ask, let you decide that since you're writing the next Avengers movie, because. Well, I it's whatever. It's six to one, but I think we need to choose because like Frankenstein is an obvious choice, but we had Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and Monster Mash. Dracula was in Monster Mash, so if we, if it is ECU, then we go by those characters and not from scratch. Yeah. Um, I think it is, but let's see if we can come up with another monster or something for us to sure. Um, and we can maybe rope those guys in, and this could be the setup for whatever mo- the next thing could be. Think sure. Of some. Uh, so monsters have to do with life and death. I mean, other than the mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula, uh, you said zombies, liches, a witch, a ghost, classic movie monster. I mean, I just watched the Muppets Haunted Mansion. We could do the Mummy Haunted with Mansion. Muppets? Um, let me th- let me pitch this a little yeah, bit of a spin to you. The Mummy meets Abbott and Costello. Okay. Instead of Abbott and Costello meet the Mummy. Um, I like that. Werewolf, King Kong, Phantom of the Opera. That might be interesting. Phantom of the Opera would be interesting. That might be interesting. Um, Aliens. Yeah, I mean, if it's EC, we have dozens of aliens that we've put through. I mean, Bubble Boy had a few races. Mm-hmm. Um, Galaxy Quest isn't technically part of the EC right now, but it could be with whatever those, um, with the mole, whatever aliens we came up with for, or no, it wasn't Galaxy Quest. It was um, District 9. Okay. Never mind. I'm really liking the idea of Phantom of the Opera a little bit. Okay, like, cool. It's something that is a dead. I mean, in the story, he's not really. So, but like, you know, he. What if we make it an actual phantom of like, we could even do it at the majestic theater, uh, and have the um, 
and have like maybe a catastrophe or something like um, this. We rewrite the Phantom of the Opera story, basically. There's an actual malicious phantom haunting this theater that caused the death of everyone in the theater or something on this big premiere of this show, right? Um, and okay. they, um, this is, and it tips off the, what's the organization called? Or the pro- Progenium? Prodigium. The progi- yes. Pro- it's fine. We can maybe come up with a different name because I don't see you, I see you struggling with the word Prodigium for the rest Prodigium. of the, epi- the episode. So if we want to change it to something, I'll just call it it's something It's like Prodigy. Else. The Jekyll Corner. Prodigy. Yeah. Prodigium. Yeah. Prodigium. Prodigium. I can maybe do it. We'll see. I also call them Monster Hunters, um, which is easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so maybe the Prodigium. <laughs> The Prodigium. Maybe the Monster Hunters. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe and the Monster Hunters come in to investigate after they find, like, maybe there's, like, initially, like, a fire investigation, but, like, anyone who enters this theater or something is, um, becomes, like, dies or something. Like, they, like anyone, anyone who investigates sure. it dies um and that's what tips off russell crow and the monster hunters um dr hyde and the monster hunters to the theater and uh dr jekyll and some people go in and they don't come out um jenny's word because of uh dr jekyll's condition right being in there for so long um now there are two monsters in there right um, so mm-hmm. she tries to contact Nick, um, to come and investigate this or something like that. How, how does that sound? I think that works. Um, cause the main question, like I, no matter what we do, and I'm fine with the fan of the opera and even that it's like a real ghost. It's like, how do we, how and why do we bring in the yeah, mummy? Yeah. I think it's because of his death powers or something like he's like a master mm-hmm. of death now. Right. That's kind of what I got out of that he can bring maybe they can't see the phantom but he can maybe yeah that'd be good because he's like between worlds or whatever yeah or what if jenny goes in because i don't know if i don't know if the nick character would definitely risk his life or do anything for russell for for to save Mm -hmm. uh dr jekyll right but if jenny went in he may like have another option um it takes out the dr jekyll's condition but maybe they go in with maybe dr jekyll goes in with him so um do we want to play with the actual like content of phantom of the opera because if memory serves the idea is that the phantom was like a a person who lives under the mm -hmm. theater um, who was disfigured or had maybe used to be an opera star or yeah. something who has fallen in love with the, the main, like the main uh, opera singer yeah. who is maybe having a romance with a character played by Patrick Wilson in the, yeah, the version yeah, yeah. I've seen. Um, and he tries to kidnap her at one point and Patrick Wilson ca- saves her. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm, there's also the giant chandelier yes. that crashes into the, the ground. Um, do we want to play with some of the actual events and like update them here? Like maybe Jenny goes to this theater mm. a lot. Like the, you mentioned that the, that everybody died during a production or something. Yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to saying that the phantom is actually a ghost and maybe it kills people at this production, but it like um, maybe my, my thought is maybe the ghost falls in love with Jenny. And then for whatever reason, maybe because of the stuff with the mummy, she hasn't come in a while, but because she comes a lot and it it's knows her and sees her, it knows that she works for her mm-hmm. prodigium. So it draws attention to itself by killing everyone in the theater so that they'll have to come and investigate. What if he's attracted to her because she's been mm-hmm. dead before? And there's like a, a part, Ooh, there's an angle there. That's good. Because she, she died so she can see him. She can as well. see him as well because she's had her foot in both worlds, right? You know, where so does he, like, so, so does the Phantom, right? Um, and, mm-hmm. and the Phantom 
is trying to kidnap her or is trying to keep really like good. keep her uh because they they they're so they're alone they've tried to reach out to other people before but it's never so, happened um yeah okay so here's what we here's an idea we open with um like the title cards like bef- whatever the date and t- before mm. the events of the mummy and she is at the theater or whatever she meets this guy yeah. uh, i'll say patrick just because i used sure. to name patrick wilson or i used to scare she meets patrick or whatever and um they hit it off and they're friends and like they see the shows maybe he like is in some of the shows sure. or whatever and then we show the title card for like the t- around the time the mummy's happening or she at the end she's like oh yeah i'm actually heading to egypt i just got an assignment i'm gonna go try to find this treasure whatever we cut to after the mummy and he's like waiting for her and waiting for her or whatever and she doesn't show up so he walks into the theater and the door's shut or whatever and then we just start hearing like screams mm-hmm. or something happens maybe we hear a chandelier yeah, crash sure. um we cut to prodigium investigating the scene or whatever and she comes in and she's like oh my god did you find my friend patrick and they're like nobody by that name is here and she's like well here's like a photo of him of us together they're like you're the only person in that yeah. picture so the, we start the movie with him being his real person, reveal that actually he had been dead yes, the whole time. yeah. And that he was a ghost. That gives them a foot in there. And maybe she sees him later mm-hmm. or throughout or whatever. And then it can be they're hunting for the phantom. Yeah. Although that kind of, at that point, do they reopen the theater once they clear it out? Because... I think maybe it's like, because it is... I, I We didn't really get... I mean, it seems like the um, uh, Dr... Jekyll and the Monster Hunters um, have some sort of government status of some sort, right? Or they have like some, mm-hmm. like, what if like after it seems ghostly or haunted, they get involved and they kind of shut the theater down. So it's kind of like abandoned and then it's like a monster hunt sort of thing for them, right? They're trying to find a way to get the sure. to get the ghost to come out. Um, and then I would make do- uh, I was going to say that's when Jenny is there with them and during the investigation the Phantom forces everyone out but her um, and then they're trapped in there they can't get in because it's the Phantom of the Opera I feel like we need to have operas still happening so what if we make it like a Jaws scenario okay. of like we need to close this theater down and we need to leave it shut until we solve this and like the head of the theater or whatever is like you absolutely cannot do that this is our peak season this is an institution mm. and manages to convince like the government no and they're like okay you can still investigate but the theater stays open and that way then we can have phantom shenanigans i just it feels weird to do the phantom of the opera in which no productions are happening and they're just sort of hunting a ghost through a theater at that point it could be any monster yeah. I feel like we need to have the opera trope. So he can be like dropping sandbags yeah, yeah. on people or lights or whatever, like kind of phantom shenanigans. And also now they're having to fight him with civilians around yeah. and a production on stage and stuff like that. And then we can use some cool set pieces of like cutting the ropes for set pieces yeah. and like trying to like, as he's trying to like kill the mummy or whatever. Maybe this city is just like, we're not closing this place. We're not like going to have like, there's, I think somebody dies I think like somebody dies in the theater and maybe the mm-hmm. opera in the city are trying to cover it up and like people can't find out that someone died here or whatever. So they're just trying to keep everything under wraps, pretending like nothing's going on. But once, um, so they have to kind of like, I like the idea that they're all in like undercover, right? While they're in the theater. Like mm-hmm. so maybe they're like dressed up in like tuxedos and stuff, like while also having like their monster hunting gear and what what have you. Um so they are going around uh-huh. like trying to find wherever this ghost is or trying to draw it out in some way. Um I like this idea also because at the beginning where they're having the fight if they're gonna close it or not. Russell Crowe can be like a person died people died in there and the person can be like we had an actor died on stage once and we didn't even they didn't even stop Mm -hmm. the production and then later Tom Cruise can be like what was that thing you said about an actor dying on stage and that's the Phantom Mm. 
There we go. So we play it as like a part of an argument of like, we're not going to shut down because of this. We've had somebody die on stage during a performance and the show yeah, yeah, went yeah. on. Like this theater has never closed its doors yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then later it could be like, actually, wait a minute. What was the thing you said earlier? That's pretty now? good. I like that. Yeah. And then I, I want like the angle of like, what makes them call Nick? Right. You know, like what makes yeah, like exactly is it because the whole angle of like, oh, he'd come back for Jenny if he knew that she was in danger. Right. Or something like that. Um, and maybe at one point, Jenny just gets taken by the ghost. Like maybe her. Sure. Her. Um, or like they can't find her because the ghost has like made her get lost in the catacombs. Um, um, I would argue that that sounds like we're maybe bringing the mummy in at like the halfway mm. point. And I would say we should maybe bring him in th- from the beginning. So what happened is people are dying and it is probably a ghost. And they're like, okay, we don't have the technology to see ghosts. Like some apparitions are so strong, they become mm-hmm. visible to the naked eye. But generally speaking, we just can't see them. People like you are the god of like life and death you can see ghosts so would you consider coming back in and we don't establish that the patrick guy is a ghost like tom cruise meets him um jenny meets him maybe the patrick character doesn't take a liking to tom cruise because he's like oh shit you can see me too but we don't it's like later on when maybe tom cruise mentions it and is like no i got a picture of them together they're like there's nobody else in that photo and that's where they realize he's the ghost, but that's after she gets taken. So we can have right. Tom Cruise and Jenny and opera stuff happening throughout the movie. And then maybe off the halfway point, she gets Got taken. It. Okay. I like that. That works. But the idea of it is logical that they would want to bring him in at that point because nobody else can see it. And she doesn't know she can see this ghost because she doesn't know he's yeah. a ghost. Um, got about <clears throat> a, maybe like a little 10, 10 minutes ish. Um, so yeah let's talk about because we'll we'll come up with an ending and everything but um Mm -hmm. what is what is the solution to the problem and also what caused the problem right so like so So, is it something in the theater mm -hmm. that turned this person into the ghost something about the ghost life like that like made them stick around um is there something unholy on the grounds itself like there's like a um, a hell mouth underneath the theater that like is tied to this, you know, like something like that, right? Like it's set in the city of yeah. Boston, famous for the yeah, hell yeah, mouth. exactly. Um, um, what if we have the 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 phantom character? We can give him an mm-hmm. actual name. Um, did the phantom have a name in the the Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, you're a theater person, Madison. You're just supposed I've to. I've seen the this. Phantom of the Opera too. You've seen the Phantom of the Opera yeah, too, the second one. And, this time, Enrique. It's I, th- Enrique. I think that's okay. it. Eric, Eric, yeah, it's Eric. So we'll just call yeah. him Eric. Um, so Eric um, Patrick Wilson. Eric in the <laughs> Eric Patrick Wilson. Uh, when he was an actor, he was doing this monologue and actually went out into the audience, and the chandelier fell on. Got him. it. So they rehung the chandelier. Okay. And that's what, like, his anchors. Because then we get a great scene of all of these, like, fucking soldiers just unloading machine guns into a crystal chandelier. Mm-hmm. So we kind of subvert the chandelier bit of the Phantom of the Opera where it drops at the end. It drop it. It's like, this is what kills. So now it's just, they're, like, fucking just destroying. Maybe they shoot it and it falls. And then they just keep shooting, like, throwing, like, not grenades. Cause it's a theater. But they just keep, like, destroying the chandelier with guns. That's good. I like it. And I think what they do is, um, I think one of Eric's pack, cause we need like action packed, like scenes or like battles yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. Eric has the ability to animate objects and possess objects. Okay. So they shoot all the, they shoot the chandeliers and all the glass like falls to the ground. So like, haha, you can't drop, you can't drop that on me now. And then you see all the glass like rise up. And then, like, just go in every direction, like, go into, like, people's necks and, like, bodies and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and just fly around like it's, like, 
a storm of glass shards like like takes out this whole team that was like shooting that was destroying the theater um yeah it's really good i think like everything escalates to a certain point where i think um Mm -hmm. dr jekyll is like we have to contain this because if this thing gets out of here then it's going to be even more danger for the world right um and i think they put up with like the um the we're going to close the theater we're not going to close the theater for a while and then it's just like no we're gonna we're gonna shoot up this theater then we're gonna renovate it again or whatever we're, we're we have to contain this thing right so i think at that point yeah. that's when that happens um i think we, oh, yeah, absolutely. i think like we could also have the some beginning deaths or beginning scenes is like um nick in like the backstage area mm-hmm. and all the props or something or all the sets are just like tumbling around him like trying to like take him out or and he's like running through like a, a a narrow hallway trying to like avoid like all this flying wood and sandbags and things um um yeah like a very narrow back like hallway like backstage kind of thing yeah. of like um like that, the hallway scene in Daredevil, but instead of fighting just like a shitload of dudes, it's like props yeah. and just. And he can't dodge most of them, so he has to take the hits for a lot of stuff, but or he can like deflect it. But. Um, we have a really good where um, Doctor Jekyll um, goes to hunt mm-hmm. down, is looking for Jenny or Nick in the catacombs of the theater, um, which mm-hmm. is a bunch of like similar looking hallways and like rooms and stuff, and. Um, the ghost like intentionally or the phantom intentionally makes him get lost and then then time passes and he doesn't have his medicine and so he turns into uh mr hyde right uh turns into eddie hyde um and uh he uh i like this idea that there's like a a fist like a like he fights the phantom like when the phantom is invisible and they actually have like a fight or something like that and he's trying to like like because it seems like he has a kind in senses and he gets super strong but what if it's like oh i can i i can't see you but i can hear you and like he actually like lands a few punches on the the phantom um this is where we get the really fun reference scene where he actually like throws like a handful of like laundry at him or whatever, and he's wearing an opera mask, and Russell Crowe punches him in the face and breaks half of That's the mask good. off. So he's wearing the classic Phantom of the Opera mask. Very opera good, movie. very good. Love that, love that. Um, my original thought was somehow he'd have one on and they'd to shoot at him, and the shot would hit him like in the eye, but it'd splinter half the mask. But I think this is the scene for it of Russell Crowe because he has to be able to see him. So I think he just like throws some laundry at and him. Let's- but- that could be yeah our... i want something like because i really like the idea that like this this guy died by um getting crushed by the chandelier but i want something kind of mm-hmm. stupid with like the glass in the chandelier was stolen or haunted or it was evil glass or something like you know like cursed cursed glass sure. um, that has been repurposed from like the church of the dead or like you know something something dumb like that like um yeah i I, do you have any ideas off of that like (laughs) do you you have some fun ideas for haunted or cursed glass mike uh jesus i mean yeah i need a minute just to sort of you threw it a wild curveball and then immediately we're like now you're saying that that way Um, they have a reasoning to like why this happened or something right (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I not just the way ghost lore usually works if if you die horribly in a place your spirit's trapped there it's because a haunted Satan Yeah, exactly. Glass. Uh okay, so what like myths or religions have crystal involved in my brain can only think of kingdom of the crystal skull. Um curse crystals through history diamonds the hope diamond uh google if diamond if a bullet can break a diamond yes it causes them to shatter but we could say no uh, they're conflict diamonds they're conflict, di- they're conflict okay. diamonds there we go yeah the diamond i mean I, that's not supernatural but i can yeah. we can 
Um, it can be satanic crystal if you want. Yeah. Um, there's some sort of like this theater used to be a satanic. Yeah, chapel. yeah. Or this the chandelier was was made by uh, satanic monks. <laughs> it's something. The man who hung this, the man who hung the chandelier was an atheist. Ooh. <laughs> we so, refused to let a witch into a play, and she cursed the theater. Jesus Christ. Actually, not Jesus Christ in this sense. Jesus Satan. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, I think that's good. Um, so let's quickly figure out like how do they? Um, how do you? How do you defeat a ghost? How do you? Uh, how do they defeat how the do you phantom? Defeat the phantom. Um, no, I mean in this story, how do they defeat the phantom? I don't remember. Years ago, I've only seen it once. Did the theater collapse in general? Because there's like the whole weird underground catacombs that he has. The phantom decided that the happiness of Christine lies with Raoul and not with him. In an act of love, he lets her go. The ending scene shows how even after years, the phantom still remembers Christine and loves her. Yeah, I mean, he lets her leave, but... He doesn't um, die. He yeah. doesn't die, yeah. Um, it could be some sort of ritual or something. Um, I, I I love the... Or I've used it before of, like... I use, if, if this really is, like, in the ECU and we want to use some ECU logic that I used before... Mm-hmm. Um, Madison is doing air quotes yeah, for the listeners yes, yes, at yes. home. I believe in Beetlejuice 2... Um, I talked about crystals a lot. You did. There was actually. a soul and a crystal at some point. Um, uh, you locked up um, Alec Baldwin's yeah. character. He was trapped in he crystals. Was, he was trapped in a crystal. So they could say, um, "What's the? Is it the Book of the Dead in that one too? Is it called the Book of the Dead or something like that?" I. It's like the hand, like the handy book, or like the so you're dead and don't know it, or something like that. It's like a not even a. It's more of a how-to manual for being dead and not like an ancient book of yeah, rights yeah. that you can. Now, we do have the book of death from House of the Clock in the Walls. There we go. We could say that which is in they the have CD. scans of the book of death um, and like an ancient ritual um, that Russell Crowe's character knows, like Dr. Hyde, and they have to perform it. But it's going to be very dangerous because the Phantom's going to stop try to stop them and so uh jennifer and nick and the reincarnated jake johnson uh have to who is also there um playing the riley pool character um, uh, i do like the idea we could steal something from the show supernatural where there's a bit where a demon is trying to like leave a body while they're interrogating it so sam does the exorcism backwards to keep it mm, in the body interesting we could take his book of death was summoning ghosts and demons so russell crowe could do that summoning backwards okay. to banish uh um that's Eric. pretty good that's pretty good and maybe for an emotional punch that nobody cares about it that will also get rid of jake johnson's character yeah like because he's kind of helping he's ostensibly a ghost to some fashion so he's been helping throughout and this is like if we do this you're also gonna get banished yeah and it gives some kind of joke line like well it'll be worth it or finally i can get some sleep or something like that yeah what if it's um um because i like the idea of like there's zombie zombie jake johnson uh uh god of death uh and tom cruise well he's not a zombie though like nobody else can see jake johnson i thought at the end of the movie it was implied that he was he was oh, brought back like, to life. Re- okay. I thought it was more the ghost aspect of him was brought back because it's fine. I'm not going to fight yeah. you on this. It's fine that he's yeah, a zombie. Because yeah. um, he would be similar to Jennifer's character. They both have been on both sides, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, they're both in the waiting room to uh, Andrew Martin's heaven. Uh, uh Anyway, uh, something that I want to add, if I can, um, I like the idea mm -hmm. that um, they're going to when once they rescue um, Dr. Jekyll from the catacombs, they strike a deal with Mr. Hyde being like, 
Dr. Jekyll's not going to be any good in this fight. You need me, right? So in the final fight, I think it's Mr. Hyde, um, Tom Cruise, Nick, and Jake uh, Jake Johnson, uh, zombie, fighting against the Phantom while Jenna, Jennifer uh, reads the text backwards. Gotcha. And then uh, there's the whole time, though, in the movie, uh, every production there's just been this one mysterious woman in a big hat and sunglasses the back of the theater and this time they meet her at the end and she approaches tom cruise and she's like hey and sigourney weaver's voice she's like if you ever need to hang out with some like-minded individuals she hands him her card it's medusa from monster mash what holy shit. shit or she's like you know if you need to go bury yourself away somewhere i know somebody who could use some company after all this time and it's dracula in that case that's pretty good and then the next movie is The Odd Couple, but with Luke Evans, Dracula, and Tom Cruise's The Mummy. It could be something like, I do like this a little bit, just like, I know someone who knows something about curses, who could help you, mm. and then, there That's we go. Good. A- after credit scene, Dr. Jekyll um, inserting himself with his medicine back at the pr- prodigium. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. I did hey. it. Um Jake Johnson's with him too. He joins. He joins the force, um, and uh, we see uh, Matilda. <laughs> we see Matilda come in uh, and say, uh, "Are you? Are you? Are, are you Doctor Henry Jekyll?" Um, and he's like, "Yes. Um, we have a new case for you." And they bring in Andy from the thing. Andy Andy Daly thing. Oh my god, you did it. You worked Andy from the yeah, thing yeah. into the movie. And then job. it cuts to black. Um Sure. I'm not going to fight you on that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh I mean, he's not going to be Andy's not going to be in my Avengers movie, so he can have his cameo here. Um That's cool with me. All right. Well, did we, we did it. it. Uh what do we call it? Um Oh yeah. Uh, the Mummy of the Opera, um, The Mummy, colon, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, All right. <laughs> this is, weirdly, our second Star Wars theme, or uh, named episode after Invisible Dad, colon, yeah, Clone Wars. Jesus Christ. Um, All right, well, there it is. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you want to keep brainstorming? That was perfect. Well, there you have it. The Mummy, the Phantom. colon, <laughs> Phantom Menace. <laughs> if we did it, that's credits on another e- episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can people find can us. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers Podcast. You can also find it in the back mm-hmm. of the Bible. It's engraved... And all in the back of every Bible that you've ever had, it just says the equalizers. In the, in the bibliography. It says pod, podbean.equalizers.com. You know, the, the page at the back of the Bible where they cite all the sources. It says equalizers.podbean.com. That's the full text engraved in the back of every Bible is equalizers.podbean.com. I'm sorry. I yeah. mean. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. As always, we spell it E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel. Special thanks on our theme song go to the Banana Boys for their song Two Step Strutting out their debut album Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook and on Twitter by searching Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B-O-Y-E-S like in oh yes. Their full album is available on all streaming services now. Madison, what are we doing next time? We talked about doing another. Let's keep this. Uh, we talked. We talked about doing another spooky movie because this will still be in October uh, when we're doing that. Following up on this deeply spooky mummy film, I had an idea. We could also. I mean, I'm down for doing something Halloweeny or a little spookier. Uh, an idea I have is we could also spin our angle on halloween of like movies that would give good costume ideas so like for example i'm not pitching this but like the rocketeer Mm. would be one where it's like somebody with like a really specific outfit 
Uh, we could maybe go that angle if we don't see anything okay. like horror based. But I know that uh, Drag Me to Hell was the one that you had thrown out a couple times. Um, Master of Disguise. Um, <laughs> God, famous Halloween yeah. film. I mean, that's you're you're going with different costumes. I know I wasn't. Uh, Planet Terror was one you threw Planet out. Planet Terror. Oh, what was the one? We could do Spawn. Do Sweeney Todd. Coraline. Sweeney Todd. That'd be wild. Jesus. We could do the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion. That'd be good. Clue is on the list here of not horror Halloween movies. Um, I mean, it's been long enough since Murder by Death. We could always veer back into. We could do a prequel and do Clue Jr. Since that was actually a board game. That's pretty funny. Yeah, let's do Um, Clue. Let's do Clue. It's time. It's time. We put enough. I don't know. No guarantees that we will script an entire uh, true yeah, crime yeah. audio podcast episode, but we'll see. All right. Well, then next time, tune in for Clue Two. So for the equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. One plus two plus one plus two plus one to be continued. Flames on the side of my face. First take your favorite leg and then you kick it up to your chest. Then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead and we'll do the two steps. Come on, dance with me.